Bang, bang. How hard is it to hit a fucking share button? All I ask you guys, this is free, free podcast, free entertainment. All I ask you guys is to tell a friend to tell a friend, hit the share button, make sure people know about the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Send a text message. Hey, have you been listening to the Welcome to the Potty podcast? It's hilarious. It's the best. Uh, It's so insightful. I've learned so much. I'm a better man or woman because of listening to it. Welcome to the Potty. Hit the share button. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Welcome to the Potty is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee in the world. Um, if you read uh, coffee, uh, coffee Magazine, there's a there's a, a centerfold spread on Bung Bung Coffee and it just says over and over again, best coffee in the world, 150 times. That's how good it is. They don't have anything else to say about it. Bung Bung Coffee is the best coffee in the world. BungBungCoffee.com, enter promo code POTTY for 15% off all orders. How about we start the show? Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, boy. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Oh, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Baby. Welcome to the party. Bung, bung. It's your man, Clay Tron, a.k.a. the big boss man, a.k.a. the Sith umpire, a.k.a. the sideline sicko, a.k.a. the brown low Bad boy, aka the Norm Smith Nostradamus, aka MC McClelland. We're here. It's grand final weekend. It's grand final weekend. So, ladies, if you didn't understand any of my AKAs, that's all AFL related things. Sideline umpires, um, sideline commentators, Brownlow medalist, Norm Smith medalist, McClelland Cup, those things. I'm a big boss, man. I've got a PhD in podcasting. Um, I studied podcasting at the highest level, and now I am a podcaster at the highest level. I'm I am in a league of my own. You see, the NBA has just recently done, you know, Hall of Fame inductions. I'm I'm beyond Hall of Fame in the uh, the PBA prog, uh, professional, the PPA Professional Podcasters Association. I'm in a league of my own. I've got no competition, literally. They haven't entered any other teams or individuals in this league. It's just me. I'm that good. Tell your friends. Boardman's back. How you going, Boardman? Good, bro. Boardman's good. Um, How's your week? Right, made it through. Made it through? Any any wild shit happened this week? No. No, No, just basic week. Basic. Uh... I've got um I've got some some rules for the podcast today. Um, no googling. Okay, no fact checking. No fact checking. It. This is going to be a strictly unsourced episode. And what's this is what's going to happen? If I have any questions, you're just going to have to improv. Done. Whatever the first thing that comes to mind. So if I if I say what you know what was uh great what was Green Day's first album called again? Revenge. Revenge. Not funny, but <laughs> but it's uh it's improv and we're not doing Googling today. And um number two, I want you to get real comfortable and real heavy on the soundboard today. Yes. And um number three, NBA's NBA is starting. 
um, soon, within the next few weeks or so. Is is about a month. Um, so I've I've got a proposition for you. Bit of a friendly competition, gentlemen's bet. Um, it will go over the entire um, NBA regular season. Every Saturday on the potty, we choose eight games each. No, we choose eight games, four games each. And we just pick our winners head to head. And you can choose out of all the games in that week, which is probably, you know, 30 or more, you get to choose four games each. We can't choose the same game, four separate games each. And we we just keep a record of our success. And at the end of the season... Um, the the winner basically gets taken out on a mandate, but it's it's going to be it's going to be um a little bit different to a, a mandate. It's going to be like a a single dad's or divorced dad's day. So you have to, if I win, I have to take you out like you're my son <laughs> and do all of the the stuff that you'd want to do, like it, like go to intensity, go get ice cream, um, on me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so so we can't pick the same game. No. Even if we pick different teams to win that game. No. All right, done. And, and we will, depending on who won the prior week, it's like a draft. So you will, first week we'll do like rock, paper, scissors. You pick, if you win rock, paper, scissors, you pick the first game, then I pick the second game like that. And then if you win that week, you get to pick first the next week. And if it's a tie, previous win, like whoever won last gets to pick first the next week. Yeah. So that's that's how it's going to go for the NBA season this this year. Um, just to make sure we keep a bit of an eye on it because I was a bit I was a bit slack with it this year. So. Um, that's that. We've got we've got margaritas in the booth today. Uh, I'll just raise this slowly because it's f- super full. Mm. That's decent. That's a homemade margarita with a salted rim. So that's how that's how we're living out here. It's grand final day. It's a celebration. Um, I've got six questions, Lavelle, of, about how well we know each other. All right. Um. So, if you had to say what what would you say my favorite food is? Stumped. Stumped. I think this is a hard question. I don't think we discuss favorite foods. No, no you've got me completely off guard with this. I'm no. going to guess yours. Is yours donuts? Uh, I, I do enjoy donuts. Yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite though. Okay. Well, what is it's it? Up there. What, it's definitely up there. Do you know what your favorite is? Probably pizza. Pizza. Oh, you know, when I was writing these questions out, I was going to say pizza, but I just remember so many donuts being consumed over the years. I do love donuts. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Mine is probably, it's got to, like chicken wings is up there. Okay. I wouldn't, and, yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, okay. I Well, to be honest, it's, if you had a stab at it, 
and you got like one of five foods, I probably would have just said yes because I'm not quite sure what my yeah, favorite yeah. food is. Okay. Um, this one, this one's easy. Did I play any sports in high school or college? You did. You played basketball. You also played a bit of volleyball. Yeah. And footy. Yeah. Yeah. And same with you. It's pretty yeah. much exact same. Same story. Yeah. Uh, what is my zodiac sign? Libra. No. I don't think that. I'm not even sure that that's close. Taurus? <laughs> uh, oh, That's close. And I think I'm on the cut. I'm like a day off of being on the cusp. So I am actually a Gemini. Okay. And I think if I was like a day later or earlier, I would I would be like the cusp. And if I was two days, I would be a Taurus. Right. I don't know. No minors? No, I could have looked it up. Um, knowing, you know, I wrote the questions. I don't know much about Zodiacs, so I'm going to guess, like, I'm just going to guess Leo. One day off. Oh, shit. Right on the cast from Virgo. Was Virgo. Virgo. I was going to yeah. go Virgo. One day early, I'd be a Leo, I think. Okay. Um, How many siblings do I have? Three? Yes. Two. Well, they're all half. They're all half. One was a... um. A, uh, a, what do you call, long, long lost, yep. long lost sibling, um, cockhead. He's a cockhead as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you have, I actually don't know, but I like, um, Dante. Yep. Don't, yeah. Is that the only one? There's more. I feel like there's uh, more. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, now this one, this one is a tough one. I think I feel like you could get it for me, and I, I actually don't know if I'll get it for you. So my favorite vacation destination. Dead air is not good for podcasts. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, that's, <laughs> that's my thinking. I should have side harder. You got to, you got to think, you got to think uh, externally. On podcasts, you got to think yeah. with your voice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, maybe Bali, or is it somewhere in Europe? Somewhere in Europe. Somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. I did like I did like Bali though. I'm not like so, one of these people that before COVID could just go every year though. That yeah. that's turned. Yeah. Was it was it somewhere in Italy or not? Yes, Italy. Just Italy. Just Italy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now I know you've done you've done Europe. Few places, yeah. Yeah, love to do it all, but same. Don't have bottomless pockets. No, so I barely even have pockets to be honest. <laughs> I'm wearing tights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to. I do want to say Vanuatu. I did love that place, and I, I will go again one day. What's but your favorite though? I think Spain. Spain. Yeah, I think Madrid. I love that. Madrid. Place. Okay, I didn't spend it. I like drove through Madrid, but um. Majority of my time was in Barcelona, and I've heard people. I've heard people love it, and I just I wasn't really sold on it. I did. I was within a meter of Alicia Keys while I was in yeah. Barcelona, and that was the highlight. Might just much. be the bias because that was the first like European city I touched down in. Yeah, but um, what was mine? It was either Spain or or Paris. I feel like. 
I feel like Spain was first for me too, actually. Yeah. Uh, one last question. Yep. Who was my movie star crush when I was a teen? So this has this has to be like high school years. No, I don't know on this one. I actually don't know either. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm guessing probably Jennifer Aniston. Um, and she holds up. She probably like she's up there today. Rihanna today probably is it. Um, if I had to guess yours, movie star Mila Kunis. Always been a fan. Mm-hmm. But she's never, never my like crush. I guess. Let me try one more. Um, Selma Hayek. No. Nah. No. Nah. No. Nah. So it was um. I don't know her actual name. Mm-hmm. It was Nadia from American Pie. In the bedroom. Yeah, the, the one with the Eastern European accent. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, now I do believe, and I could be wrong here, uh, that she's she's actually American. Yeah, the accent wasn't that convincing. So yeah. I do believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she was, she was a baddie. She was a baddie. So... Um, so nothing, nothing jumped out to you this week. Nothing. You didn't have any, uh, we're talking about it before the pod, just the, um, the eBay. Yeah. eBay issue that I had this week. Yeah. So a guy, you bought a grill for your car and it didn't come with all the parts and you, it was the wrong, it was for the wrong car. So it won't fit my car at all. Oh, really? I thought it was just the eyelids. No. So I thought that at first too, but then I realized it's a complete wrong model. Oh um, shit! So yeah, he sent me that. I told him this is wrong. Can you send me the right thing? And he um he offered to give me like a fifty percent refund and told me to buy the product <laughs> in full again. Yeah, so you would be buying the product that you wanted at one point five times the cost. Correct. Yeah, uh, and so that's I some real to, sicko shit. Yeah, I had to decline that one. That um, motherfucker gets poor posture of the week. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, so I'll be taking a little break from eBay after that because that's been dragging on for about a month now. Yeah. I, uh, this week, I don't think I had anything really wild happen. Um, I, had a, I had a gig Monday uh, where I did new material, brand new material, uh, and it went pretty well. But, you know, the first time you do it, obviously, isn't going to be the best. you still got to tighten some shit up. Uh, but I've done that. So I've done that material three times this week th- in three different ways, sort of like, did some some tweaks and stuff here and there. Um, so Monday night was stressful, right? Because I get a text last week, oh, do you want to come do this gig Monday night? I'm like, yeah, for sure. I get there and the show starts and no one has told me what, like, what position I am in the lineup. So I go, I'm like, am I up tonight or what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talk to this guy. I'm not going to say names. It's not, I mean, it's not disrespectful or anything, but like this guy says, talk to this guy. I'm like, well, I just talked to him. He told me to talk to you. And he's like, oh shit. He goes, he's like, yep, you're going to be up on uh, after this person. This person goes up and I go, I like start walking towards the stage to like get ready. And then the MC introduces someone else. And so I go and sit back down and then they come over to me and like, oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, we forgot to tell the MC. Well, that's the only guy that actually needs to know. So should have told him. So I ended up going up after that person. So, but it was after a feature spot. So the one spot of the night that is longer is a 10 minute spot. 
like there should be a break after that, but then they were just then they just had me go up and do five right after that before a break with my fucking brand new bullshit material. Um, so you know that was and that's frustrating because like I I get I still even though I've been uh, that was my I think that was my eighty seventh gig that night. I keep I keep tracking my little um notebook. After 87 gigs, still getting nervous as fuck. And so not knowing when I'm going up and like being fucked around, like uh, I did miss a couple of, uh, I, I actually missed almost an entire setup for a joke. I missed a punchline because I was just so, I was out of, out of sorts. So that sucked. Then Wednesday night was a bit uh, better organized and that went, um, that went fine except there was only like four paying customers. The rest were all comics and that's always a hard room because comics, um, are harder to make laugh or not harder but like different you kind of have to do be a bit of inside baseball and do like um jokes that probably normal audiences aren't going to find funny or understand so i went with my normal my my normal jokes and i mean it still went all right i met this guy from townsville we exchanged socials so i might go up to townsville and do some gigs which would be cool um, and then last night, Friday night, I had a, a gig at an open mic. Late, started at nine, didn't get home till probably 12.30. And that was, um, you know, it's at this place. Have you ever been to Enigma Bar or heard of it? Heard of it. It's a heavy metal bar. And upstairs, there's like, they're jamming and you can hear it. That's probably why I haven't been there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you can hear it the whole time. Then in between the bar and the stage is a pool table so people can just play pool while you're trying to tell jokes in front of like between you and the oh sorry between the bar and the stage yeah so it's like it's like sideways so if this section is the stage i'm i'm on the stage the audience is directly in front of me then this section is like the pool section and then this section is the bar yeah okay but it's all open there's no doors separating those sections so cunts are just in there talking and playing pool, ordering drinks and shit. And then you got the crowd here and they're kind of paying attention, kind of looking at cunts screaming, you know, listening to half listening to music, half listening to jokes. It's a hard room. I did okay. I did okay. Um, and I I was weak. I was weak and I um I went to McDonald's on my way home, 1230 at night. 20 nuggets. Yeah, 20 nuggets. And um, felt good at the time. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, you are, you are a piece of shit. Yeah, 20, 20 nuggets. <laughs> Trying to lose weight. And I think those nuggets are like 50 calories each too. So that's, what is that? What's that equal? Like 800 calories. That's half a day's calories. So, and now I'm going to drink all day. Calories. Yeah. So as as is tradition, we're doing margaritas on grand final day because the grand final, the first grand final, if you guys didn't know, was played in um, uh, Mexico. So that's why uh, everyone drinks margaritas on grand final day. Um, how long we been going? Creeping up to twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Not bad. We might be. We might run a bit short today, but let's go. Let's go to song titles as movies. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I've got people to send in some song titles and then I 
I read this. Well, Lavelle, I mean, sorry, Boardman rings, rings. I'm, I am slowly as I, you know, as days go by, turning into a full blown retard. Um, last week I said I was going to use that word less. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Lavelle's going to re- read out the song title that, um, you know, people have sent in. I think we've got about five, and then I'm going to tell you guys the premise of a movie by the same name, like a made-up movie by the same name. All right, here we go. Yeah. First one is The Cool. The Cool. The Cool. Um, so this is, this is uh, a drama based, it's in Antarctica, and the guy, I don't know what guys do in Antarctica, research, they're doing research on penguins and polar bears um, and, you know, cold fish. And, you know, the guy goes out and it starts out real cute, right? And you think shit's sweet. And the guy's like touching penguins, tagging them, testing tag, (laughs) testing them for their electrical current and all that. And he tags them up, watches them like slide on their bellies into the water and catch fish, you know, mate for life, all that sweet shit. And you think think shit's all dope. And then um, the guy goes back to base camp or like normal camp or igloo, and um, they've got a Sherpa. And this is, you know, it's not Mount Everest, but it's Antarctica, and there's a, um, what do they like to be called? Inuit. There's an Inuit. In Antarctica. What's in, what's Inuit? Alaska. Yeah, that's up north. Oh. Are there, are there any, I don't think there are any native, like, people in Antarctica. No natives? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not allowed to fact check today either, but I'm just saying there aren't. In this movie, there is. Okay. It's right. not It's not based on true events. All right. So there's a, um. what do we call them? So what would an, a, a native Alaskan be called? Um, he's a... Fuck. Alley cat. Alley cat. Alley cat. <laughs> And there's a bunch of alley cats that like show these guys around Alaska. This is the way, and this is how you, you know, you know, you got to stay with me or else shit's going to get real foul. Right. And they, because there's blizzards and shit, snow, you can't see more than 30 centimeters, one foot in front of you. Right. And they, it's like Everest. They, they're all tied together, but, and there's tension between the cables. Right. So you can feel that you're still attached. And the main character who's played by like a dude with rugged good looks and grey hair, like almost like Liam Neeson, but not him because he's been in too many movies. So um, someone else. But played by someone like that and his his cable goes slack and he's like, oh shit, what's happened? And he jumps forward to see what's happened um, and there's only there's only the legs left. Half this guy's body's missing, the Sherpa, the alley cat. Half his shit's missing. And um, he doesn't know if it's wolves or polar bears or, you know, you know, God. He doesn't know what it is because he's religious, by the way. The first, the opening scene of the movie was him in church smiling, doing hymns. And um, so now he, he, he doesn't know how to get back to base camp and he's by himself. He's by himself, so he gets lost in the, uh, if you want to call it wilderness, but in the snow and the blizzard, he's lost. And the whole thing is about him 
befriending wildlife. And he actually, the way he actually ends up getting back in the end is um, he he rides a penguin like a skateboard. Uh, and this is a serious movie. This isn't a comedy. He he rides a penguin like a skateboard on, on the way back and he's got a blade in his pocket. And so he's sort of holding the blade like, picture um, Steven Seagal the way he would hold a blade. Like, like if I'm holding a blade, I usually hold it upright like this. Steven Seagal would hold it like, like reverse like that. And this guy's surfing on a penguin holding his blade like this chopping you know chopping his enemies and the enemies are um they're made up thing it's 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 it looks like a half wolf it's like a wolf polar bear hybrid and he's slitting throats and taking notes on his way surfing on this penguin dude and he he ends up being okay because that's that's how movies end the dude always makes it so that's the cool the cool passion thugs passion that seems easy that seems like um that seems like the the black version of magic mike thugs passion so it's just a black dude packing heat doing stripping and needs the money to pay off his uh, heroin debt or something easy thugs passion uh <laughs> Uh, black, uh, Blagic Mike, they would call it. <laughs> uh, next title, we have The System. The System. This one, this one is a not, this one is based on a true story of a boy, um, well, man, young man, 17 year old boy who was doing WWF wrestling in his backyard and um, DDT'd his best friend and killed him by accident. Got tried as an adult. And um, the system the system refers to the justice, the judicial, the ju- not Jews, but judicial system. Um, trying young black boys as, as adults, putting them into the, uh, the prison system. And it's all about systems, education system, now look at him. He doesn't get education. Think about that. That's the system. WWF. E-W-W-E. Next up is American Pie. American Pie. Now, is that even a song? Uh, oh, my, uh, my, Miss American Pie. Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. The good old boys are drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die. This is a drama, and it sounds like the good old boys sounds like a bunch of white people. Sounds like a racist film. Mississippi Burning meets um, Raising Arizona. (laughs) You guys, we're not allowed to Google today, but you guys need, if you haven't seen those movies, you need to Google both them shits and tell me how fucking funny it would be to put those two together, okay? Mississippi burning is about, in Mississippi, you know, lynchings, burning crosses, you know, all that shit, racist. And Raising Arizona, honestly, um, is is John Goodman sticking his fucking head out of car going, ah! So um, that's hilarious, John Goodman. 
Because I don't think he's racist. He was in flight with Denzel. Think about that. He had a ponytail. So maybe he was racist. Um, what was it called again? American Pie. Oh, yeah. So there's already a movie called American Pie. So it's not that. It's going to be much darker, much grittier. Um, think the Dark Knight, but racist. So there's a guy going around wearing a crazy outfit that you cannot take seriously, but the movie is set in a very serious tone. And he wears an outfit and his special power is not being rich and having gadgets and fighting, but he's so racist that... (laughs) He's so fucking racist that it's considered a superpower, dude. Like, it's that unbelievable, the shit that he says. And that's American Pie. Uh, the last one is My Summer Vacation. My Summer Vacation. This is a um, horror comedy, obviously, because they go to a vacation in the Ozarks and they meet um, Marty Bird, who is Jason um, Bateman in Ozarks. Uh, they meet him, but he's not the nerdy accountant guy that he is in Ozarks. He's a straight-up killer. And they go to stay at his Airbnb and he says, instead of saying, um, you break it, you buy it. He says, you fucking break anything in this place and motherfuckers are going to die. And they think it's a joke. They're like, oh God, this guy really loves his cups. And the, um, you know, the jock he's wearing his Letterman jacket. Like, you know, he's like the quarterback. Man, you corny. He fucking, um, He's like, oh, oh, fucking tough guy. You know, like the behind his back, he's already left after his speech, right? Marty Bird, he's fucked off. And this fucking quarterback is like, oh, fucking tough guy. Yeah, oh, we're going to die. And he purposely smashes a cup. Oh, God. Right? And he's blonde. He's a, he's an adult blonde man. Think about that. And he, um, they wake up the next day. Well, no, during the night, this guy's screaming. They all run into the bedroom. He's still alive and his genitals have been cut off and he's just bleeding out from the cock. And then they, Marty comes back the next day. He's like, oh, I've just come to mow the lawn, guys. And like, what the fuck did you do to our friend? Gary, you know? And he's like, what do you mean? <clears throat> and they're like, Gary had his dick and balls cut off last night and he bled out upstairs. And he's like, did he break something? And they're like, yeah, he broke a cup. And he's like, I don't you if you break anything. You're gonna die. Right? And for some reason, they continue their summer vacation. And they go out onto the lake with jet skis. Lo and behold, someone fucks the jet ski up. And if you know jet skis, I don't know if you guys have any rich friends. I've got a friend who's uh, got a jet ski. Shout out. Shout out to my river boyfriend. You know who you are. I think he sold his jet ski actually, but he's got a new Hilux. So think about that. Um, jet skis break down regularly, dude. Regularly. So it's just, a, if you already know that your friend's got his dick and balls cut off, just getting on a, re- a jet ski is a risk. They get on it. They're stranded in the middle of the lake. They call the, um, you know, river RAA, the double R, double A. Right. And they come out. And it's Marty Bird. He comes out and he sees this dude. And this dude now is the black guy. He's on the basketball team. But he's sensitive. He writes poetry as well. And he 
and uh, he had been writing a poem that day at breakfast about his friend, um, I think we called him Gary, uh, about his friend Gary, dick, like dickless guy, you know? And he writes a poem about that. And Marty Bird comes out on the double R double A and says, oh, you broke my fucking jet ski, huh, black boy? That poem you wrote this morning will be the last poem you ever write. And he's like, yo, how'd you know I wrote a poem, B? You know? And he's like, my name's Marty. Slits that cunt's throat. Toes the jet ski back to the to the um, pontoon, I think they call him. Ties him up. Not him, but the jet ski. And then the people come out to get on the jet ski and they see, you know, slit throat um, Travis, black Travis. Um, now he's dead. And all of this kind of shit keeps happening. And you know who survives? The um, the girl at the very end, she's she's alone. Like, all, like six people, six people have gone, right? And five of them are dead. And she's like, this is fucking bullshit. She has a complete meltdown. She smashes everything in the house. And Marty comes with a chainsaw and she starts running. She trips, obviously. White women be tripping in horror films, right? She trips. He cuts her fucking Achilles with the chainsaw. We've seen this. She's crawling. She's crawling. She gets out of there. She, you know, um, she finds a... Not one of the plastic rakes, but the, the rakes that's metal that they used to use for comedy. Like when you step on it, it flicks up and smacks you in the nose. She finds one of them, grabs it, bang, <sighs> scratches Marty's face. Marty's like, no, my accountant face. And she's like, fuck you, Marty. He's like, I'm coming at you. And she, because she's broken everything, she finds a broken picture frame of Marty and his fucking annoying wife and his stupid kids. And it's got a shard of glass and she cuts his throat with a shard of glass from a picture of his own family. And so there's two people in this film get their throats cut. So that's my American vacation. My summer vacation. Summer, my summer vacation in the Ozarks. Um, Let's go to uh, Clay's reviews then. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinker costumes. This segment is Clay's reviews. You know, it sounds cleaner, but I think the singing is somehow worse than on the, the last one. What do you think? I don't know. They're just different. <laughs> different. Um, I watched two things. Uh, How to Make It in America. It's a TV show. It's actually produced by several of the same people that did Entourage. Rob Weiss. Uh, I think Julian Farino directed the pilot and several episodes. Um, there was someone else. Forget. But... It's basically about these guys just trying to do entrepreneurial shit like your boy. I do coffee, they do fashion, jeans, hoodies, T-shirts. That's what they're into. And the first season is really like it sets it up. It sets up good characters. Um, the girl in it, I forget her name in real life. She's got a big mouth, but she is she's absolutely stunning. Um, and let me tell you this, second season they take it up a notch in terms of like going to MA 15 plus bro. And you see some bodies dude, and you get to see her nude, which is pretty dope. So that was, that was essentially like watching porno with my girlfriend. So that was, it was weird decision though to like 
First season, no nudity at all. Second season, tits, um, butts, and one cock. You see one cock. So very interesting. Um, it only it got cancelled after two seasons, so that's why I was able to punch out a whole fucking um, series of this. Uh, but I loved it. I thought, you know, yeah, I did. I thought they took a weird turn by doing all the nudity in the second season, and um, I think I don't know if they knew they were getting cancelled or something, but they kind of did wrap it up at the end of season two which could have been part of the reason that it didn't get picked up again was like, well, where's the, where's the story going to go from here type of thing. But no, it was cool. It was really fun. Kid Cuddy's in it. Scott Muscutty, he's in it. Um, there's a Latin slash black guy in it who I, I wasn't sold on. Um, Louis Guzman, he's, you know, he's Spanish and he, he's, He's almost like the Spanish Mike Tyson because he's got a lisp. He's got a real lisp. So, uh, he's a good actor though. Louis 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 Guzman. It's good, man. I would. It's on binge. I would recommend it. Eight out of ten, uh, and it's easy. It's an easy way. It's like twenty-eight minute episodes or something, and they're um. Oh shit! We've lost the pen. Don't think I need it. Um, twenty. Yeah, like 24 to 28-minute episodes uh, and it's only two seasons. It's fucking quick and it's really good. You might just get a little bit annoyed at the end when it ends because you'll be like, fuck, that would have been cool to see, you know, another two or three more seasons at least. Um, And then I watched Bombshell again on Binge. Been really, been really binge and binge lately. Bombshell is about three – it's based on true events. Three news readers at Fox News – who pretty much blew open the, um, you know, sexual misconduct within the business from Roger Ailes. I think that's his real name too. Roger Ailes um, was like, yeah, trying to make these these girls do sex with him to, to give him positions on TV. Because, you know, people are desperate to get on TV. Me, I already know my, you know, my whole career in entertainment really is can only be pod, podcasting and comedy because of the wild shit that I've said on this thing. Um, like I can never host a game show because they'll go they'll go to episode like what's this three ten I think they they only need to go to the latest episode of the world. I've already said well I've I've already said retard on this episode, you know. So no game shows. No, I can never have like a late show. You know, the, you know, late night with Clay McMath. No, none of that. Um, sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah. People are desperate to get on TV. So, so like, you know, girls would blow him and fuck him and, you know, show him, show, you know, show their titties and their pussy to this guy as soon as he said it. But like, that's, um, that's the power dynamic. So it's like, you feel like you have to, or else your career's over. Right. So one woman sued Fox news. She was played by Nicole Kidman. And then other women came out and, you know, said, this happened to me, this happened to me, and that kind of shit. And it was real. This this really happened. So um, was the movie good, though? No. No, it wasn't. I wouldn't watch it. Charlize Theron, aka Charlize Theron, she's in it. Um, Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie. Um, are, oh, yeah, speaking of celebrity crushes, Lavelle, mm. Margot Robbie, dude. Got that one. Yeah, I mean, she was, when we were in high school. Huh? A bit older, that's why I didn't think of it. 
When did she? When we, she wouldn't have been, like, when we were teens, she wouldn't have even been on the radar because yeah, she would have probably, probably like, been a teen. Yeah, probably She's probably like our age. Early 20s, I reckon. Yeah. So, but she, yeah, she's out there really. She's getting movies. She took this one um, garbage, but, you know, it's got Nicole Kidman in it, who's a fellow Australian. So, you know, Nicole Kidman's got a real hateable face. And that's all I'll say on that. Um, five out of ten for Bombshell. Don't, yeah, I wouldn't waste my time on this one, guys. Sorry. And it's, yeah, that's it. Uh, let's go to advice. We need to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. How are we for time? 40 minutes. I don't know if it's going to take me 20 minutes to go through these, but let's see what happens. These are a bit, you know, guys, I've given you some liberties this week. These are a bit longer. Well, let's see how we go. We got, uh, this one's coming in from a man. Hold on. Two out of three of these are men today. This one's coming in from a man named Paul. I've got a friend named Paul and his, uh, his DJ name is Flash89 and you should look him up on Spotify. Flash89. Flash89. Uh, broke roommate stealing up all my weed. And Paul lives with a roommate, but Paul doesn't really smoke weed, so... This actually sounds like this could be Paul the Black, friend of the show. But let's see how we go. He seems like he's entitled to it. I was freely letting him smoke it for about two months after he stopped buying his own because he's supposed to be on a break. I like that. He's supposed to be on a break. I like the way this has been worded already. That's that's subtle. Um, that's passive aggression. Uh, after I realized a month, after I... After I realized after a month I was spending double the amount of money on what I used to spend and the weed ran out faster every week, I realized he was smoking as much as his regular amount. So I asked him to pay me 15 bucks. I asked a low cost because I thought he would get the hint and be a little more courteous. But now every time I go outside to smoke, he'll run out and join me. He smokes it during the day when I'm at work as well. I usually pay at least 50 to 60 a week for an eighth at the dispensary. Okay, so it's not an Australian, it's an American. And he paid me $15 for the last portion, but I don't know how to ask him to pay even more because he's supposed to be on a break anyway. He seems entitled to my weed, and to be honest, I just want to smoke a sesh with my hard-earned money. Um, This is on you. This isn't on um, your housemate. You got to be like, dude, uh, either you're on a break or you're not, but I can't just be buying you weed. You know, I used to be this guy, not really, but when I lived in Albury, one of my teammates was a big smoker and he used to go outside. I wouldn't just run out there and follow him, but if he ever said like, he, he would, yeah, he would offer it sometimes. I'm about to have a smoke. You want to come? And I'd come, you know, like, I, I hate that come has this connotation. Like, it sounds like when he said, do you want to have a smoke? I jizz my pants. That's not what happened. I would come outside. <laughs> that still sounds wild. That sounds like I ejaculated outdoors. I would go outside with him and smoke there. But like, yeah, I wouldn't just follow the man. But yeah, you just got to tell him, dude. It's not like he can get as mad as he wants, but just be like, dude, you said you weren't smoking. Seems like you're smoking heaps and I'm spending double on weed because you're smoking that much of it. So you can either pay me and I'll go to the dispensary or you can take the break you said you were going to take. Either way, I'm not going to be coming up short so you can get high. That's all you got to say, dude. That's easy. Next. 
Uh, this one's coming in from Ben. And funnily enough, my friend Paul, Flash89, his brother's name's actually Ben. So that's that's coincidental. But let's go. I'm broke and I have to meet a friend for dinner tomorrow. This sounds easy, Ben. Don't go. But let's let's hear what you got to say. So I was supposed to get a large chunk of money for my last freelancing project. I spent my savings on other things that were necessary. Now, due to a long story that I don't want to get into right now, I won't be getting paid for the project. I'm broke. I live with my parents, which is not uncommon in my country, which is the only way I can sustain. My friend has traveled from another city for two days for an event where she performed. Due to social anxiety, I didn't go to the event because most of my other friends told me that I have no, 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 no. I, I went too fast then. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Due to social anxiety, I didn't go to the event because most of my other old friends that I have no interest in meeting were going to be there. I'm meeting her for dinner tomorrow. And since it's a Saturday, I know she'll want to drink. We're not as close as we used to be, so I can't tell her about my financial situation. You can. I know we won't be paying for just what we had because we always split the bill and I can't cancel because I won't see her for another couple of years. I don't know how to deal with this. I'm confused and scared and obviously worried. These kinds of obligations are one of the reasons why social gatherings make me anxious. Oh, dude. Freelancing. Sounds like you're an unsuccessful freelancer, dude. If you're always getting in these situations, which makes you anxious. Uh, You live with your parents because you're unsuccessful. Uh, ask your parents for some money. If you're worried to do that, that's because you've done it before and, uh, dude, you need to get a job. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) Shout out to Jonah Takalua. Um, Dude, tell your friend, like, you're a bit skinny right now. And I don't know what country you're from, but bit skinny in Australia means, you know, bit bit broke, bit strapped for cash. So, like, look, just say, yeah, say what you just told me. Like, I'm a stranger, dude. You can't tell a friend that, you know, I had this I had this freelancing gig. The payment's all fucked up. So I'm, I'm a bit skinny right now. Can we either not drink or like just go somewhere real low key, cheap type of shit? Or do you mind getting this? And in two years, I'll get the next one because hopefully um, I'll have my shit together by then. I don't know. You're being, yeah, you're being a bit of a pussy, honestly. And I know, you know, you're not supposed to say that about people with anxiety. I've got it. But, um, you know, I am a bit of a pussy about it. So, so are you. Get your shit together, dude. Um, you're making excuses. You can see a friend and not spend a, gr- like a stack of cash. I told a friend, check this out. Last night I had a gig in the city. It was a late gig. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get on the beers with you. Dude, I had like three gin and sodas and I went home. It's not that hard. Like today I'm going to have a problem. Like I'm not going to be able to put it, put a drink away. Hold on. That's a margarita, everybody. If you're just listening and not watching, this is a margarita that I'm about to put down the hatch. Salted rims and everything. What podcast, what other podcasts you listen to where they're just getting like dope fucking cocktails and shit? Mugs and YBs, young blood, young blood dot beer. Um, yeah, I don't know, Ben. I hope the next email is funnier than the previous two. Because this is not how I wanted to end the episode on this fucking boring shit. Let's go, Nina. That's the name of my dog. No offense. Can someone walk me through? how to dispose of a dead rat boss man 
I was having a good day today until I saw a dead rat in my backyard. I am terrified, terrified in caps, everybody, of rats. And although it's dead, it's still very scary and I need it out of here. Clay, can you please give me some advice on how I'm supposed to get rid of it? I'm so grossed out and I need a game plan before I attempt it or I might give up and want it to be a one and done. Uh. Alternatively, would it be weird to text a friend and ask them to come over and dispose of it for me? Sorry for sounding like a crazy person. This is stressing me out so much. You're not crazy, Nina. Check this out. I hate rats too. Uh, Rachel, my girlfriend, she's the rat collector in this house. We've got a big property. Um, you know, humble brag. We rent it um, at a uh, discounted rate. Um, there's a lot of rats here. We've got fruit trees. We've got rats, dude. We've got a outhouse. I don't know if everyone knows what an outhouse is. I don't know if that's just Australian, but an outhouse is an outdoor toilet. The door is not like a sealed door. It's not like a door in your house where it touches the top of the door frame in the bottom. It's got gaps on either side. Rats can go in there. Rats, I'm pretty sure... I'm not positive, are nesting in the ceiling of this outhouse. My dog, my first dog, Gigi, she's still alive, but she's still my first dog. She will go out at night and hunt these rats. She cannot, I cannot get her back inside. I'll go to bed and leave the door um, unlocked. She, I don't know, did I just snitch? I'm like, someone's going to come rob me now. Uh, she can bang the door open. She can actually get in herself, right? So she she's impossible to get. So I just leave the door open. She'll she'll get it, let herself in, and put herself to bed because she's you know she's a good girl, right? But we got rats everywhere, and sometimes I'll come across a dead rat, and I will straight up text Rachel and be like, "When you get home from work, there's a rat underneath underneath the orange tree that needs disposing of," right? I can tell you how to do it. That does not mean you have to do it because. On God, bruh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Here, get yourself a newspaper. And yeah, you're going to have to maybe get some gloves, get some dishwashing gloves, thick rubber, you know. Get a hoodie that you don't want anymore. Put your hoodie on, put the gloves over the sleeves, right? You're going to feel real dirty after you do this. You wrap that bitch. Um, and a bitch, you can call, it can be a word that you call many things, but you can wrap this rat up in newspaper, chuck it in the green bin. In Australia, I don't know where you're from, Nina, but I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I actually don't know many Ninas in Australia, do you? No, I haven't met one. You, well, you've met one, my dog. Your dog, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I've actually never thought of that. Yeah. There's not many Australian Ninas yeah. going around. Um, Maybe that's why everyone loves the name Nina, like for the dog, because everyone's like, wow, I never would have called it Nina. Novel. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wrap that bitch up in newspaper. How do you ask? <gasps> do I have to pick it up? No, you get a shovel. You slide that shovel under the rat. You dump the rat on the newspaper. Then you fold the newspaper over the rat. You don't really need to touch the rat. But you want to wear gloves anyway because you're going to feel disgusting doing this shit. Wrap it up. Chug it in the green bin. The green bin is like the um, kind of like compost uh, garden waste type of shit. And then that goes out on the street. I don't know what you guys do in your country. Maybe, I, I, I can almost guarantee you're not from Australia. I don't know any Australian Ninas, honestly. That's wild. That's wild. Um, so, yeah, that's how you get rid of a rat. 
if it's still breathing, <laughs> you gotta you gotta pick it up, and you gotta grab its head and its body, and you gotta snap its neck like a. <laughs> you gotta snap its neck like a twig, okay, and that puts it out of its misery. I've got a question for you, Lavelle. If you've got a pet, right, like me, and it gets hit by a car not fast enough to put it down, do you put it in your car and take it to the vet or do you finish it off yourself? I think you'd try and take it to the vet. Hmm. What if it's just bleeding everywhere and you've got a nice whip? <laughs> you, you, I don't know. Is there... <laughs> Is there like a like an ambulance for animals or not? Is there some sort of service out there? Uh, we had a possum in our backyard that was all fucked up, and we called. It, but it was like a possum place, okay, like possum rescue, and they came and she was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have to put this down." But there's no like private service for pets. Because like RSPCA no. will come out and yeah, I'm sure there would guess. be. I'm sure there's yeah. something. All right, sure there is. I'd have a crack at saving its life. Just put it that way. No, but you know it's over. Oh, it's, oh, that's tough. I just hope I never have to deal with that. Yeah, me too, dude. Um, dude, our dog Gigi has escaped three times, and once was Ricey's fault. Ricey comes over to buy some beans, um, coffee beans, bung bung beans, the best beans in the coffee business. Bung bung coffee dot com promo code potty fifteen percent off, and he um, leaves the gate open like an amateur, and Gigi takes off. Could have been it. That would have, if Gigi died that day, Ricey would have died that day. I would have put Ricey down. Um, another time, we've got a fence on the eastern side of our house um, and our neighbor's fence is like lower. Than, our, our front fence is pretty low, but our, our fence to our neighbor's is really low. I've since like kind of added to it like home home brand style, but... Um, a cat was there and Gigi just just flew over the fence and then she goes out onto the street through my neighbor's driveway. And um, what was the third time? Oh, the third time. Uh, we, came, we came home from a walk and I let Gigi off her lead while the gate was still open and she just reversed and went straight back out onto the street. She's gone. So that one was my fault. So one's on Ricey, one's on me. One's on, So Rachel hasn't, yeah, Rachel actually hasn't fucked up yet. Well, she has, just not with Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, I, no, I don't think it's a problem if you text somebody about the rat. I don't, I don't think that. Um, especially like text somebody that you, I mean, your name's Nina. I'm guessing you're a female. You might have some boys that are trying to fuck you. Give them a job. Give them a test. Hey, don't, like, hey, um, you know, what's the name that I haven't used today? Hey, Adrian, come through. You know, what? Hey, you up? <laughs> text him. You up? Yeah, baby. What's up? You want me to come over? Like, yeah, I got a rat for you to pick up. And if he doesn't do it, that's it. Get rid of Adrian and then be like, hey, Ethan. 
I don't know why you're dating exclusively nerds, but um, <laughs> get Ethan to come through. Ethan's like, oh, yeah. oh my, oh my books. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll pick. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess I can pick up the rat. You know, rats are actually cleaner than humans. And he'll come over and he'll clean up the rat, and he'll tell you facts about rats and shit. And then you'll you'll be like, yeah, I really don't want to fuck you, Ethan. I just realized how much of a nerd you are. I want to I want to date someone with a name like a cooler name like. Mm, Claiborne, how about that? He's taken, but mate, you know, someone with a dope name like, um, you know, Takashi Six Nine. You know, someone with a name that's got numbers in it. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, you guys have a fantastic grand final day, even though when this comes, out, you know what? I'm going to release this episode early. I'm going to edit this right now and I'm going to release it before the game starts. You can listen to it and good luck if you got money on the game. Uh, who have you got? Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I'm going, I'm going for Melbourne. So me and Lavelle are going to get in a fight later um, with each other, not with someone else. Um, nah, we're not drinking rum. Me and Lavelle both have problems on rum. Yeah. None of that today. yeah. Um, so... Well, that doesn't help anybody with their bets because me and Lavelle split decision on the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but what's the, uh, no, no Googling. What's our sports bet say? Demons. Sports bet says, let me try again. Sports bet says demons. So put your money on the demons. Wear your red and blue. Um, You know, do... Do drink and do drugs responsibly. Uh, enjoy your night. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family if you're in, you know, South Australia or Western Australia. Everyone else, hope you got big TVs, okay? Um, I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And um, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Welcome to the Potty podcast, okay? Hit that share button. Text a friend. Have you listened to this shit? Rate and review it five stars. Just five stars. You don't even need to leave a review. But if you do and it's funny... I'll read it out. Hold on. Let's uh, let's check if there's any new ones right now. Just to prove that I'll read it out. Last time I checked, there was no new ones. Um, and now I'm having trouble even accessing. Here we go. Welcome to the potty. Scroll down. Nope. No new ones. But, you know, you, you can get read out on the potty. All right. So leave a funny review. Five stars. I love you guys, man. Uh, and as always, bong bong. Baby, welcome to.